Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam, and I am joined, as always, by George. Hello. And Grant. Hello there. Each episode of Flawless, uh, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we talk about how they discovered it, why they love it, and what they love about it. Just before we get started, we just want to let you know that we do have a Patreon. Uh, you can support us from as little as $1 a month there, and there's also content bonuses for 5 and $10 backings as well. So you can find us at uh, patreon.com slash flawlessamp, so please check that out. So before I tell you guys what album I've nominated, which is not a spoiler because you already know, uh, I was trying to figure out what album I would pick. And I was, as we know, George is currently leading us on albums that the three of us have picked. George is leading us oh, to, I'd forgotten. to To Nil To Nil. <laughs> three way, a three-way tie, three-way dance. So as any good athlete does, any good coach, mm. I decided to go back and look at the tape, look at my previous records, mm. and figure out where I'd gone wrong. Sure. So the last three albums I nominated were Spider-Bait, The Living End and The Greats. Mm-hmm. And I realized as I was looking through, through those three, the three, the thing they all have in common is that I saw them live a bunch of times before I ever heard their album. In that the album that I nominated. That was the that was and the I, differential. I think so. I think there's something to be said for knowing more about a band from seeing them live, and you have a better understanding of what they do when you then go and listen to the album. So how do wow. I fix it? How do I fix it? This is a great. I, I love this backdrop. This is what a backstory. I just so, feel like this yes. is like gameplay. Like it's weird. No, this is lifted. We we're getting serious. So I looked through my shortlist. Yeah. And the bad news is I've seen almost all of those bands live before I, you. Saw, no, but I've seen them You've live. Seen so them. what I'm trying to communicate to you guys what it is I love about them. I mm. can't just disconnect myself from having seen from them. From a live performance. Yeah, I just can't do it. That's, sure. Having been a live music journalist for so many years, that's so much a part of what I love about a band. Mm. So the answer, of course, is a band that I haven't seen live. <gasps> now, then my... we can't ask the question, have you seen them live? <laughs> You've ruined it for me. You've taken seconds off this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So... I don't have a lot of bands left on my bucket list to see live. I've seen most of the bands that I love that I'm looking for. But luckily there are two. On, yes. And hang on then. Was this band on your original list that is in a G drive that we have access yes. to? Mm-hmm. This, ah. is, this band is on my so short list. And you'd never seen them. And I've never seen them live. And there's a story oh. about that. And we will, get, we, will, we will get back around to that. Yes. Stories. So... There are only two. There's two bands left on my bucket list that have albums on that shortlist, and this is one that are alive. That are alive. They're still still formed and doing stuff, and this is one of them. So today I'm nominating Titus Andronicus with the Monitor. Shallow and dry 
Correct. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> so, that you have not seen live. So, The Monitor is a second studio album by American rock band Titus Andronicus. It was le- released in March 2010 through XL Recordings. And it is a concept album loosely based on themes of the American Civil War. So it's not like Hamilton the musical. Is that about the Civil War? Is that about something else? I, uh, it might be, yes. So go. this is like an inverted version of <laughs> that where everybody is awful I'm and just trying everything to bring is a, terrible. I'm trying to make us a little highbrow. Come on. <laughs> so the reason it was called the Monitor is it was named after the USS Monitor, which was an iron-hulled steamship. It was built during the American Civil War. It was the first ironclad warship ever commissioned by the Union Navy. And then... Uh, the Confederate Army also commissioned their own. So these were the first ships that were essentially built with metal. Warships that were built with metal. Previous to this, they were always built with wood. So all the weapons that they had were built for firing at wood things. So they built one metal ship each. They met. That was the Battle of Hampton Roads, which is the title of the last song on the album. Ah. Ah. Three days. They spent firing at one another. All their weapons were built to fire at wooden ships. Nothing happened, and they both turned around and went home. Oh. Nil, nil all draw. That sounds like my relationship. <laughs> well, nil all sounds like what we're on. Which does sound you, like what we're on, on yes. Sorry about that. But not really. Yeah. So's not so's. <laughs> yeah, but I hadn't seen either of them live either. Just saying. Ah. So, yeah, so the month after it came out, Rolling Stone named Titus Andronicus as one of the seven best new bands of 2010, um, and it was also Pitchfork Top 10 album of 2010. And it was actually my, so when I was doing my music blog thing, this was just as I'd started that. And so it was my number one album of 2010 as well. It was, I loved it. I love it cover to cover. I love even the bits that are like, yeah, that's probably a little weird or it's a little bit too pretentious. I just, I love it so much. It's just so pure, so emotional and so epic. Just dropping the album everywhere. I mean, there's yeah. lots of love, <laughs> man. Yeah. No, but I feel like he's describing me right now. Oh. So pretentious. So. So. <laughs> So, so how did you hear about so this band? Is, this is the other thing I was going to do is Please. something else where this stands out is mm. we've obviously brought a lot of albums that mean a lot to us. And yes. We've, you know, foundational albums and growing up album, that sort of stuff. Sure. No, that is not this at all. Good. I read a review of this album. I listened, thought that sounds like an interesting album. I listened to it once and thought that's an amazing album. And I bought it and I played it like maybe once a week ever since then. For there's, nine years. For yeah, nine years. There's no... There's no big backstory. I didn't listen to it at a key point in my life. I don't, I don't have any emotional attachment like from another event that I've attached to it. I just listened to it, loved it, and just went with it. So I thought I'd try something different and see how it goes. Sure. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> you're actually He's playing the g- brinkmanship, game of applause. Gamesmanship. <laughs> this, is, this is most peculiar. Well, I've, I'm, 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 I'm concerned. I haven't put enough thought into my, <laughs> my next proposed flawless album, and I've put a lot of thought into my next <laughs> proposed album. There we go. So, Damn it. So, so the, mo- the monitor is 10 tracks yes. and goes for just, I think, just over an hour. Um, and the Battle of Hampton Roads is a beast on the back. A and this is why. Of a finale, I mean, yes. from, a, from a, a timing perspective, or from a, 12 minutes or, or nine minutes or something crazy, isn't it? I think it's 14, 14 minutes. 14, well, there it's you go. It's, it's long. long. It's yes. the I point. think two and a half mm-hmm. minutes of white noise. They don't count. Well, it's not quite that long of white noise at the end, I don't think. But there is a bit, there is a bit of white noise at the end, yeah. yeah. And um, I thought that was brave mm. because on the basis of your, you know, on your framework of previous albums that have gotten up that were of someone else other than you or I, yeah. they were all very short songs. Mm. And yet you have done an assessment and still fearlessly <laughs> gone yeah. to 
an Why? album that ends just, with Can a... you just stop it now? Just, <laughs> look, just get over it. We're I dealing with the facts. I'm just dealing with the facts. Facts are facts. We all like British folk. Just get over <laughs> it. Well, not all British folk. I mean, that's a lot of people. And they don't even like themselves. They're trying to exit or they're not trying to exit. They're all confused, okay? <laughs> British folk music, sure, at the moment. So, so we've got gameplay here and we have Titus Andronicus. Yes. And which, if anyone has seen a very terrible but absolutely brilliant TV show called um, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. There is a character called Titus Andromedon, which I thought this was based on right. when I first heard <laughs> it. And he is a large African-American gay man in the arts industry. And I was... Uh, very confused when I started to listen and went, oh, this is not the same no, thing. No. This is not related at all. No, this is four Jersey white dude punks yeah, who just love thrashing their guitars. And then so... And really shameless reference to a Bruce Springsteen song on the opening track. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Just so, shameless. So all the way through. I liked it. Yeah. So, all, so <laughs> they're definitely... They've definitely grown up on an appetite of punk music and modern pop rock Bruce Springsteen style mm. like just that and they've just and you if you say to someone oh the album and the album has elements of it and we'll talk about that in a minute too there's elements through of like the easier listening sort of fun style if you say to someone oh it's you know it's dirty New Jersey punks and Bruce Springsteen mixed in together they'd be like well that doesn't work that's you're never gonna be able to get that to work but for me it just it works so beautifully and then in later albums there are songs that are even much more like, no, no, this is just, you're just playing a Bruce Springsteen song now. This is just, that could come straight Shamelessly. out of his catalogue. Yeah. Just, yeah, I'm not even sure. Like, just, yeah, not afraid to just go, nope, this is an absolute influence. Mm -hmm. This is fine. fine. Listen to it. Like, yeah. So what, you've you've listened to the other albums. Yes. How many I other ones? All the albums. Uh, you own them. Yes, yes. So, you're an investor. Um, so there's there's five albums. He's a collector, a professional yeah, collector. Two, yeah. Three. yeah, so there's the five albums so far. So the first one was they such ridiculous names for their albums. Uh, the airing of grievances, uh, which good. is a very rough like we've got thirty bucks. How much studio time is that going to get us? Oh, an hour. Okay, we're just going to go in here and just rip through ten songs really quickly. Like the levels are all wrong. The those great great grading sounds all over the stuff. It's just. There's some really cool songs on there, but you can tell they were just like in a hurry, throwing through, throwing some songs together and throwing up there. That's legit really cool. how I do my punk band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very punk record. The next one, Local Business, is a little bit too polished for me. So this one hit a sweet spot in the middle. Okay. The next one, I like some of the songs, but yeah, it's a bit too polished. The fourth album is The Most Lamentable Tragedy, which is really, really good. The only problem is it's like 20-something songs and a few of them are just like throwaway bits and pieces. So it's sort of, but it's a theme album again about a guy who takes a lot of drugs and it's sort of his trip that he goes on, which is really cool. And then they put an album last year called A uh, Productive Cough, uh, which is sort of... It's an intriguing <laughs> name. Yeah, so it's it's completely different to anything they've done before. It's very, it's almost folksy. Um, it's very stripped not back. Not British and folky. Not British folky, still American folky, but more like your Bruce Springsteen style stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. And then they've got a new album coming out in June and it turns out they recorded them both at the same time. So okay. they recorded two sets. They recorded X number of songs and they took all the soft ones and put them on the first album. And so this second one is going to be, okay, here's all the songs that where we actually sound like, where we normally sound. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan. And touring? They tour regularly, yeah. They play, Not they play constantly. Never been to Australia since I've been a fan, no. Can you please come and tour Australia for your number one that Aussie would be, fan? That would be super. 
Okay. Would, you like to, would you like to tell about the time I almost saw them live? Well, oh. now that you've offered, you yeah. can't sort of just linger that out there. So we flew out, we were going over to the States. We had booked a holiday and as usual, we book all our holidays based on gigs we can go to and festivals we can go to. <laughs> as one Such does. A good thing. So <laughs> the first thing, so we'd scheduled it out so that we were going to land, go to a festival and then we were going to fly to Chicago and then out to a small town called Lincoln, Nebraska. Which is where these guys were playing in a That's small club. That's actually a really famous place to play. Yeah, I keep hearing. Yeah, I, it's totally every time a I say place. the name, I can hear it being said in my mind, but I could never go back and track down where it actually came from, like huh. what pop culture it was. So we bought all the flights, sorted it all out. Flight landed. We were hanging out for a couple of days. My knee starts locking up, so I'm still going to the festival. I made it through a day and a half of the festival, and then I was like, "No, nah, I got to go back to the hotel room." And I just basically stayed in the hotel room for three more days. And then oh. in the end, we had to cancel that leg of the trip because I literally could not put any weight on my leg. We went to the doctor. They scanned it. They said couldn't it's not... get a crutch? Had a crutch. By, by day three, had a crutch, but I still couldn't, like, yeah. You're nothing. You're couldn't really... walk on it, couldn't fly, couldn't sit in a sit up for any period of time. Just So I had to stay in a hotel room and we ended up making it to Chicago a couple of days later than we were supposed to. And then I spent another three days in bed in Chicago before I could actually put weight on it enough to move around. So we bought tickets. We had tickets. We had flights. No we ways. had hotels. The whole whole shebang oh that's so sad and couldn't do it because my knee blew out this so. is a truly sad story and i'm Qu- sure if they were to tour they would offer you <laughs> a reimbursement <laughs> of tickets i would a free so. ticket yeah. and, a sh- yeah. and a chair yeah and a, or a chair just in case yes. i don't need it now yeah. I can, i'm walking well, around who knows? now so you're a ticking <laughs> well, time well, yeah, who knows exactly that's what you thought last time so i keep i keep hoping they'll come to australia but i thought i would have thought they'd be good on the Soundwave festival but then that doesn't exist anymore and then a few people sort of said, oh, they could play Laneway, but Laneway's normally for newer music and these guys mm-hmm. are now six albums deep, so they're probably a bit past the Laneway thing. Maybe okay. they'll play Splendour or something. They're, they're just not – no one knows them that well here in Australia. They're just, oh, they've just okay. they never been on Triple J. So, like, yeah, there's no chart information. There's no end-of-year charts, like, except for Pitchfork's number 10. That's, yeah. That was pretty much it in terms of – and they never made any – they've never had any impact on the sales charts or anything so like that. So pretty much just to America? Yep. Uh, American, I think they've seen them tour in Europe and stuff like that bit. in the past. But yeah, they never really made it to love Australia. the fact that from New Jersey, they do. Mm. Like, they, they love, love it. it. Like basically, every John Bon Jovi also loves like, that. I heart New Jersey. I heart New Jersey. Did you know New Jersey exists? And I heart it. I heart New Jersey. It was like oh, I was looking to the lyrics, but, going, "Oh, we're talking about Jersey." Yeah, googling <laughs> that. Oh, that's a place in Jersey. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> so, if there's any any lyrics through the album where he mentions a song, I'm sorry, a number. I was always like, oh, I wonder what that is. But they're all just highway references. In New, yeah. okay. New Jersey highway references. That's so such a classic, yeah. like, poppy punk kind yeah. of like, so thing I to think do. It's in, I think it's in um, A More Perfect Union. He says, I'm doing 70 on 17. I'm doing 80 over 84. So I'm doing 70 miles per hour on Highway 17. I'm doing 80 miles per hour on Highway 84. They're all, it's all just, anytime he says a number, it's just a high. He loves New Jersey, but he also hates New Jersey. And he hates that he loves it so much. Like he wants to try to get away. He's so conflicted. So that's what oh. a more perfect union is about is him I trying to find... leave New Jersey thinking that that was the cause of all his problems and then discovering that actually, no, it's the same. Everyone has the same problems everywhere. And then he like, yeah, do I go back? What do, like, do it, does people, will people think I failed if I go back? I don't know. So the front man for Analysis Titus Andronicus. Paralysis. Yeah. So the He's front man for name. Titus Andronicus is Patrick Stickles. 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 I love it. And Titus Andronicus, the band, is basically the voice in his head. He just basically takes the voice in his head and just puts it to music and puts it out there. But we all have multiple voices in our heads. And so does Patrick. 
and, so, and sometimes they're for him and sometimes they're against him and sometimes he just sets them off against one another and watches them fight. He it is sometimes about New Jersey, about, about New everything. Jersey. It did seem like sometimes it was like a stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm writing these things down, and then I am going to put them on this song exactly as I wrote them down. Yeah. Done. Yeah, G- New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so first impressions, guys. Grant, what did you think? I liked it. Actually, um, I found it intriguing the, the the reference to the Civil War and the and the mm-hmm. mutterings. I suppose um, I thought was intriguing, which I like it. As we've heard in previous episodes, I like the level of intrigue yeah. in an opening track. And I thought, um, having looked at the playlist, I did think you were you know, ambitious about how it would sum up in the end. Mm. Um, but oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was um, enlightening. Yeah. At first, I was like, what? I mean, what a name. Seriously? Titus Andronicus? Yeah, so like, it's the name of a Shakespeare, the Shakespeare's most violent play. Ah. And they've asked him about that. It's like, oh, does that mean you think you're Shakespeare? And he's like, uh, what did he say? He said, he quote, I used to be a Shakespeare buff back in high school, but not as much of one anymore. It doesn't really have anything to do with anything. It's just a name. There we go. So, yeah, so it's it a Shakespeare play. just wasn't being used in New Jersey already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He thought he could stand out. Sure. Well, look, it's, it's, there you go. And, I, and for, for the people out there, I was once a monitor at school, which is some sort of a rank holder. So I was yeah. like, oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Aww. what that is. I didn't know it was a ship as well, but I mean, yeah. oh, I've got to have a listen. I was listen, thinking so. monitor like the animal. Like a lizard. Yeah. Monitor lizard. The monitor yeah, lizard. that's what and I was like, oh, oh, the monitor. So. George. Or then I was thinking monitor like when you're playing music and you have a monitor. And oh, which is like a staple. You know that the Aussies this all had to a recorder of a monitor. Recorder, yeah. That was like a, they all had to play the recorder. Yeah, I had to play the recorder. We didn't have to play that. Yeah, but you had to join an army, so our lives are different. We got dog tags and camo. <laughs> and 18. I had a recorder. And where did it get me? Yeah. Hey, doing a podcast. Oh, uh, yes. You're sure, ask first me impressions. Oh, I was like, listen to it. I went, oh, this is this is in my vein. Mm-hmm. Liam's playing a game here. It turns <laughs> out. I was thinking, I bet he's I bet he's put this on for me. It's got an angle. And I, I actually didn't think that at all. I was just like, oh, this I like this. Yeah, I've not heard this before, and I was surprised because it sounded a lot. It sounded like it was in the same vein of a lot of music that I've been listening to, but it's. It's a few years too old for the ear, I guess, for some of the time that I was listening to some of that music. Mm. Oh, no, oh, no, I guess 2010. It was around that time, but it just, yeah, it, it wasn't on my radar, so I'd not yeah. heard it before. It's definitely out of it, the blue for me as well. Like, I wasn't listening to this kind of music much in 2010, and I probably never have that much and never, probably won't. But just this one album happened to hit the sweet spot, which is a lot of the songs are built, they're like multi-part songs, mm. and... He sings a lot and he has a lot of thoughts and stuff that go on in his head. But then there's also bits where he's happy to just be quiet and let the like the guitar and the drums take the lead and do a little bit. And as well, even in the like his most dark songs, the instrumentation is often quite like makes you want to dance. Like it's not like dark and turgid or anything like that. Like it's you can listen to him and go, oh man, that's so soul defeating. And then there's like a cool real riff in there that you can have a bit of a dance to and then go back to feeling bad about yourself. <laughs> Yeah. I um, so there was, uh, there's a shameless reference to um, Springsteen in song number one. Mm-hmm. But uh, in listening to it, I thought there were a couple of other places where I was like, I know this riff, or yeah. I know that. Or can you, if you, you would I having listened to I this think a couple of times? A, it's listed somewhere, like a lot yeah. of their references Is there? online. Yeah, and I forgot to bring it up. I didn't uh, write down a lot of them, but it's basically marching band songs okay. and common 
so it's, it's thematically about the Civil War. So it's about um, so sort of common pro-America sort of riffs, mm. songs and riffs and that sort of thing. Okay. So, And the reason it's about the Civil War is it's about two groups of people who are essentially Americans in this case who hate each other so much that they'll go to war to fight to define what America is. So it's not like a war where you say, we stand for this and you over there don't... We, as a country, we stand for this and you as a country don't, so we're going to come over to you and do something about it. It's a country tearing itself apart, which is what he saw in 2010 because that's that was... Obama had been in power for two years and he was trying to do a whole bunch of stuff and everyone who was against him was willing to tear the country apart rather than let him do the things that he wanted to do. So that's where the, a lot of the thematic stuff came through. And done well now with Trump. Yeah, yeah, reflection. so that's all past now. What they so every, everything's fine now. Everything's like yeah. the, those days are well in the past. That's just, so chill. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's even more the exactly Prevalent. the same. Is like it's What's changed? We've, in, a, in an episode that may be aired earlier or later, we're, just, we're discussing a similar theme. So About whether things had or had not changed politically in, in, in the landscape. 19 years yeah. there. There you so, go. Wow, okay. So I really like the intro to the album. I went, bloody great intro was my... Is that the very, spoken word piece? Uh, when, well, no, the, um, the, those bits annoyed me a little, not oh. why. Um, the why. Um, there's only been a few times where I've heard samples used on a non-electro record where I've gone, that works. And there was like a Tori Amos one and then there's a couple of others. But like generally I'm like, when there's a sample, I'm a bit like... Why did you put that there? Sus. Yeah. Like, so would so, it change your mind if it's you knew it wasn't actually a sample but they were recorded well, just for the album? Yeah, I know. Well, I, I realised that but it yeah. was, but it's made to sound yeah. like uh, these people having this conversation like yeah. sampled like things and stuff. So, yeah. um, But I I did, when it actually the music kicked in, I did really enjoy it because it was I had a beautiful intro with the drums and the heavy guitar with a nice melody but uh, the vocally reminded me... Um, you know Bright Eyes, Conor O'Burst? Mm-hmm. You know that vibrato in his voice, the kind of ah, kind of sound? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's so many points in this where I listened to it and was just like, oh, it just reminded <laughs> me of Bright Eyes, um, which is really funny because he's done heavier stuff and lighter yeah. stuff and whatever, mm-hmm. and like a mixture of music, but um, vocally you can't get away from it. And it just intrigued me that he had that kind of voice. Um, but it has some woes in it, and as I've mentioned before, I like woes, yeah. and I like hand claps. Yeah. So bring me an album with woes and hand claps, <laughs> and I'm pretty much a gal. Because they do that. I in... might write that one down for my <laughs> choice. For your choice, yeah. Yep. Like they... woes and hand claps. Yeah. Because they do that in the in a more perfect union. Is he does they play a guitar riff. And then there's a port like the a lot of the songs are built of different sections that they then sort of pull in together. And that one, yeah, about halfway through, they do have an instrumentation bit where they do the riff. And when they come back, they've got like a backing vocals. to the same melody as the the riff which I like which I always love 
I've, I've played a more perfect union and Battle of Hampton Roads probably weekly for as long as I can remember. I love them so much. I just, <laughs> like, I'm all in on the lyrics. And when we talk about some lyrics in a few minutes, I'm going to, yeah. Let's go to the lyrics. Okay. Yeah, Liam's I mean, going to have a little wee. If yeah, he look, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, the next yeah. song is probably a perfect example. Well, okay, so the next song is Titus Andronicus Forever. That was, that was a short one. Which is a really short one. The uh, enemy is everywhere. The enemy is everywhere, <laughs> but it gets paired up with a song, the second last song, and ever, yes, and ever, yes, song number nine, reprieve of track two, I've written, yes, yes, thank you. So they tweet, so they tweak it. So the first version, he goes, they go, the enemy is everywhere, the enemy is everywhere, but nobody seems to be worried or care that the enemy is everywhere. So it's like, here's me, I'm fighting, I'm the only one who knows what's really going on. You, you don't see what's happening. No one else seems to care, but I care, and I'm going to stand up and do the right thing. And then at the end, by the end of the album, he's gone. Over the course of the album, he's basically talked himself out of a position of superiority and fighting back to, okay, <laughs> now I know why people don't fight back and I'm, I just don't want to... Don't have it. I don't have it in me. I'm, I'm going to give up and just be sick and not... See, in that reprieve, back. I literally... In, sorry, in track nine and ever, um, which is the second part, that with the sax, the piano and the guitar, that's me. It was like Springsteen, was Joel. So Springsteen. It yeah. was like It was like <laughs> all of that stuff put together. But it was like... Because it's so short, it felt like the middle bit of one of of, of a Springsteen of song, yeah. or yeah. like the middle bit of a Billy Joel song, like with the sax going and the piano going and everything else. And you're like you're having a party. So the first. So it left you, but frustrated. I was. Did it? It left me ever so frustrated as a young lady. So the first, yeah, the first part of it is the punk song, and then by the end of it, he's morphed it into a Springsteen AM rock <laughs> radio track, yeah. which I really love. You're such an AM radio guy. (laughs) 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 Moving on into No No Future Future, Part part 3. Where was Part 2 and 1? On the first album. Uh There's the context. Um, I'll catch you, can I? Sorry. Yeah, so, and then the lead-off single for album number 4 was No Future Part 5. So, yeah, they have, yeah, different No Future songs. But I I love this song so much. So it's all about... You'll always be a loser. Yeah. So, but do you listen to the bits before and after that? Remind me. Please. So he, so he's talking about. He used to be a forthright guy. He used to be stand up. He used to do everything that he wanted to do, and then society broke him down, and now there's a robot in his head that controls and tells him what to do and tells him what to say. So you're basically like the slave wage that we talked about before. Like he's just part of society now. He's a cog in the wheel, but there's a tiny little voice in the back of his head, and so he sings.
There's that slow burn of how that slowly builds up, and then you like till the end where it's just like fist pumping, like yeah, fuck yeah, always be a loser. And then the very last line is, and that's okay. So the voice in his head is not telling him to fight back against the robot. It's telling him this is where you are, but it's okay to be who you are. reviews I read around the time this came out of like live reviews and they said there's nothing like seeing a field full of people screaming you will You'll always be a loser <laughs> like, and, and dancing because it's, it's a dancing yeah, melody like it's, sure. that's what I was talking about before is yeah. like the dark theme mm. but you you cannot not dance to that little melody as it's, as it's happening and this whole field of people just dancing around and throwing themselves around and having fun but screaming out you'll always be a loser mm. And that song really reminded me of bands like Pavement and Broken Social Scene. It was mm. that kind of genre of, yeah. of sound, which I liked. But when it came up with You Will Always Be a Loser, I just wrote, can relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was in my house, just like, yeah, I get that feeling. And yeah, so that's, yeah, that's the thing of like his, that voice in his head. Like that is literally him talking about the voice in his head. Uh, I listen, when I was listening to that, I was like, is he, is he talking about himself? And I'm like, don't say it, Grant, because I'm very conscious of what your of of what you say um, becoming fact in your brain. Yeah, being very careful. So I'm like going mm-hmm. cancel, cancel. But I like yeah. the lyric. <laughs> but I like this, like the beat. And yeah, so it's, and I'm like, it's so tacky. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm. Anyway, um, well, on that, he does have another quote about what he writes about, which mm. is, "quote I just write exclusively about myself." That's really the only thing on this earth that I'm an expert on, my experiences. Trying to talk about anything else would just be talking out of my ass. So, yeah, I think that's one. That's but he's def- not a loser. But he no, has but that internal monologue. Yeah. Sure. So, and it's, and it's like, so he talks about the robot and then he talks about the little voice that's in the dungeon and hidden away and how they fight one another. So uh, listeners who've been with us for a while will know that back in a while ago we talked to Don Miller about the drones mm-hmm. and we talked about Gareth Lydiard. And one of the things that I talked about with him was that he hates the world. He wants to. He, he thinks it needs to change. He, here's all the things that he hates about it. But one of the things that he hates most is the idea that a musician is the person to identify the things that are. You know, mm. why would anybody listen to a music? Why would anyone listen to me? I'm just some fucking idiot with a guitar. Why? And Pat, I think Patrick Sickles is in that same vein. Same he's, vein. he's angry, sure. but he's also angry at his own inability to fix anything. And he's also angry at why would anybody listen to me? 
He's conditioned himself to be like that. And that's like the tones of, of a lot of the songs is all the way through. Mm. So that's where he drives all, sort of a lot of that anger and that aggression out of it. Because the music is often not that aggressive. The instrumentation is often quite poppy. Mm. And like I said, you can have a dance to it and it's fun. And even the ones, a couple of them flow and have like really slow builds that sort of take two minutes or so to get going. But once they get going, they're all, the sound is almost like a party song. But his lyrics and his vocals and the way he delivers that anchors that around it. Cool. So, so now Richard the Second. Richard the Second. Any Rich- context around the name? Actually, Richard the Third. Richard Three, I think it, it is. Is it three? Is it three oh, or two? Cool. Uh, I, don't I should know that. I, do, I don't know. Uh, I don't I know. It was two. Yeah. Why, why not? Yeah, just because. <laughs> why not? Sure. Fuck it. Um, uh, oh no! Wait a minute. So the full name of that song—that's why. Extraordinary pop. Richard Two or extraordinary popular dimensions and the madness of crowds. Brackets responsible hate anthem. So that's the short name of the song. Uh, t- short song. That's why I that's wrote short... Richard Two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That explains it. Um, this reminded me of the Decemberists. Yeah. There's a marching drum beat. That yeah. It, it sounds like a shanty song or something. One. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you, with the context of going, oh, it's like Civil War-ish, blah, blah, blah. I, I was like, yeah, it totally sounds like you're on a boat. definitely a boat song yeah and it's similar like historically as well so he's talking about burning down orphanages and stealing the ears off dead men and stuff like that as well all the way through it sure he's got some lyrics in it i really like am i allowed to say them yeah you can do (laughs) um at the end of the day to whatever extent you hate yourself it isn't enough i can also relate yes (laughs) i listened to that and i was just like oh yeah i get that that's fine but i really enjoyed that so liam you'll probably got more lyrics um so i had that line but also, the, I think the very last line of the song is, I will not deny my humanity. I'll be rolling in it like a pig in feces because there's no other integrity in awaiting the demise of our species. So he's, so there's no, like, this is the, this is the dissonance of the album. Is he says, there's no, nothing's going to change unless you go out there and change it. But I can't change it. So I just hate myself now for not having the guts to go out there like, what am I doing about it? I'm just being a fucking musician. Who cares? Like, it's just. Oh, these guys put so much pressure on themselves. He's, yeah, he's. But I mean, <laughs> but only saving the, in the terms world of his and music stuff. and the stuff that he's putting out. He's like, who would listen to me? And then it fades. Yes, and then we have a really quiet extended there, period. Yeah, which I didn't really like. I was, I was very annoyed by over a minute. Four to four and then into five a pot in a pot in which to piss. Yeah. And I was like, what? But then, then we had another fake sample. We did have another fake sample, yes. So that was from the inaugural. So these are all from speeches by Lincoln, William Lloyd Garrison, uh, inaugural address by Jefferson Davis and a Walt Whitman play. Walt Whitman oh, okay. quote as well. I know because I saw all of that online. And I was just like, well, it's not the real quotes of these of Lincoln, so it's got to no, be someone. That's right. Yeah. Someone's got to be reading it. So to play Abraham Lincoln, they got a teacher poet named Oki Canfield Chenoweth, um, double dagger frontman Nolan Strauss, uh read the William Lloyd Garrison piece, and he also designed the cover art of the album. 
Uh, the Vivian Girls lead singer Cassie Ramone reads the Jefferson Davis part, and then Craig Finn, who's the lead singer of the Hold Steady, plays the Walt Whitman part. Oh, okay. So yeah, so they got some cool people to come in and do some stuff. Mm. So this is a sweet and simple song initially, but it brings in more instruments, which were I welcomed because it was halfway through before the uh, other instruments came mm-hmm. in and the drums came in and it was rumping up. And then piano then exclamation mark. Piano. Yeah. yeah, I get, mm. I got, I did piano exclamation mark in yeah. pink pen. There we go. I got, I gave it double ticks, you which go. you don't get every day from me. I did, however, but I was like, then we got horns. Yeah. After the piano, you and your, you and then we had horns. the horns. I was <laughs> like, I got the horn. Well, you, you see, you're adding in this additional complexity here. You said you want the woohoo and the claps, and I, you, you sort of. Lingering about a horn, maybe Stop being. Stop trying to get me to give you. I a want a framework. I'm trying to help. Yeah. You want a framework? Yeah. yeah. Put, recommend the albums I already did. Oh. Uh, anyway, yes, that's cool. So, um, um, but I felt like it was two different songs. Yeah, so that's one of the ones where it's the pieces that join together. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it is like they're not. So the first half of the song is basically about graduating high school and joining a band in New Jersey. And New Jersey in New Jersey. And like, hey, it's cool. We put out an EP where, you know, we're sleeping rough, but we're living the dream. And then it becomes about, no, like the entire music industry and everything about music is geared to work against the people who are in it. So, um, not the weight of the world on your shoulder at all. No. Mm-mm. So he says, I've been called out, cuckolded, castrated, but I survived. I'm covered in urine and excrement, but I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so the first Vacillates. half, the quieter half is just that, yeah, the build up and hey, everything could be cool. And then the second half is like big epic horn sweeping motion, but everything is not cool. Everything is just as broken as it was before. Yeah, but with horns. But with horns. <laughs> <laughs> and then yes. four score and seven, which you probably won't like yours because it also has saxophone and horns. Uh, Ah, harmonica. And harmonica as well. Solid yeah. use of harmonica. <laughs> Literal 
verbatim from notes. Yeah, okay. very I good. I keep showing them to Grant like he can read them from here. <laughs> My uh, laser yeah. eyes. But these yeah. are the these are the two sort of eight minute constructions in mm-hmm. the middle of the album that sort of form the center of the album, and it's once again the little bits of pieces sort of stuck together. It's not necessarily one song that just flows through all the way mm-hmm. through. And it does have some lovely lyrics, actually. Oh, I say lovely. I keep picking out really miserable ones. But, <laughs> what, you know, they're kind of my only choice. Um, and I struggle and I stammer till I'm up to my ears in miserable quote-unquote art. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I know that one. So, um, yeah, I just... I, I understand what it's like to be a musician, to produce, to produce, to produce, and do everything, and then you're going. This isn't art. This isn't anything. Yeah. And I understand the struggle, so I really, I really like that lyric. I attach myself to all of his misery. Yeah. So part of the theme of the album is. <laughs> Sorry, Grant's gonna have a cry. I attach myself to all of his misery. Jeepers. So yeah, part of this, part of the album, that theme of the album being that civil war of like humans versus like people who should be working together are actually fighting against one another and hate one another, which we hear a lot now. Is like, oh. You know, we, we've all got to treat people with respect and we've all got to get on the same side and try and do stuff. But that's not what he's saying at all. Like, he's saying, yes, this is two sides fighting against one another. And this song is quite explicit because it's four score and seven, so it's about the, mm. the war and that sort of stuff. But it's, yeah, he talks about, I haven't got the lyric written down here, but he talks about not waiting for them to come and shake your hand because they won't, they won't be waiting for you. So it's not so it's not about giving up and mm. you know oh, we'll, seeding. Yeah, it's not about oh we'll be not we'll play nice to let the other side play nice. Like no no, this is two groups of people who hate each other, but someone's just going to have to win because these two groups hate each other too much. Mm. And then at the end, he says, because these humans treat humans like humans treat hogs. They get used up, coughed up, and fried in a pan. But I wasn't born to die like a dog. I was born to die just like a man. And then at the very end, he's also saying, it's still us against them. It's still us against them. Yeah, it's not when it's when we say it's about two groups of people who hate each other. It's not, and therefore they should be friends and make peace and figure out their differences. It's like no, no, it's still a fight. The fight is still on. The enemy is still everywhere, but <laughs> they're you know we're losing. What a cheerful record! It is, mm. it is a very cheerful record, and a lot of this stuff, some of this stuff, like I've always just loved it musically, and the like the little bits of lyrics that I can pull out, and then listening to this album to do a, like a really deep dive I've just fallen in love with it even more and now oh. some of the songs in the middle where I was like oh yeah they're really good but you know, I'm not necessarily sure what I love about them it's like no no now I know what I love about this song and I love it all the way through you're so animated right now I'm really excited mm. about this album this is so cute you guys are going to let he's me know so hard I he's can feel it I can feel it prepped up and yeah, like, goodness me 
Because then we move into the theme from Cheers, which is yes. not the theme from Cheers. Yes. Oh, tricky Ooh. tricksters! I know little tricksters. I was ready because that song that used to make me cry when I used ah. to listen to it. Everybody knows. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm on that. So, um, through a person who has the cyn- most cynical possible worldview. Hello. No, him. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant me. No, That's no, 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 Patrick. Yeah, I mean, you guys run each other close. Patrick, and it's like, <laughs> it's a song about a group of people who are all alcoholics and they've wasted their lives in bars. And like, this is what a theme from a deadbeat bar should be is like just a group a group of old drunks I feel Look. personally attacked <laughs> <laughs> but I did write could definitely dance to this with a whiskey yeah and then there's and then there's the bit at the end you can see them sort of swaying back and forth so the bit at the very end where he's like And you can see as he's like, you can see him swinging back and forth with a couple of friends, just like, yeah, it's like mm. drunk, drunken singing would be really cool. It's almost like Piano Man yeah. by Billy Joel, but in 2010. Yeah. That kind of <laughs> drunken bar. Yeah. Everyone, everyone here hates everything that they're doing, and no one's going to do anything about it. We're just going to write a ballad and sing and drink. That's kind of what I got from it, and yeah. it also had the piano. Yeah. Plinky plunk. Mm. Grant, how did you think? What do you think of theme from Cheers? Yeah, I suppose you've pretty much said it. I, 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 I was, I was saddened when I was tricked because I did think oh, it's going to come. Oh, look, there we go. Oh, that's a song. You know, you look at the at the song list before, and it's not that at all. Um, and I suppose the the Dawa lyrics aside, it's you know the music behind mm. it that's cool. You know? Yeah. Um, so yes. Oh, it's okay. And then there's, yeah, there's a big thrashing riff at the outro as well, which mm. is, I think is another American marching or like symbolic yes. song. Yeah. If we were from New Jersey, we'd totally know that. I think so. I think if we were from America, we'd probably know a bunch of these riffs have, way more. We have got Jeez, I was listening. I'm saying, I know this. I've heard this before. And yeah. Yeah. Because we were saying at the start that the one mm-hmm. thing the podcast is we've got an Australian, a UK, South African. We need an, we need an American on the podcast. But then we decided probably not, no. Well, we, it's hard enough wrangling us. Yes, yeah, that's true. Mm. Keeping us apart from scrapping on the table when I keep winning. Oh. <sighs> so that goes into uh, yeah. to old to friends, old friends and, new. and new, which is all piano driven, right? At, especially right at the start. Piano hearts. Piano hearts. Mm. Who's um, this for? Who's the album really pitched for? Yeah. <laughs> Making me listen to love you care. 
Piano Heart, I see. She's showing it to me directly. So this song is a duet and it features, I've got the lady's name written down. Uh, Jen Asner from White Oak. Sandy Lee just called her White Oak, but no, her name is Jen Asner and she's in a band called White Oak. <laughs> she's got a very cool vocal and sort of in a very similar sort of vein to Patrick's as well. So this song always reminds me of Fairy Tale of New York from the Pogues is like just a man and a woman doing a duet, not really a love duet, but sort of a more of a putting up with each other duet <laughs> sort of thing. I liked it because I, I really enjoyed the fact that sometimes they sang along, sometimes they harmonized and yeah. they mixed it up between it, mm. but I really enjoyed her voice. Um, it lifted it. It actually lifted the record up a little bit for me as well, which was nice. Mm. So, and it had uh, some nice lyrics in it. Well, I'd say nice. So you better thank your lucky stars. You don't know half what I know is true, but it's all right if you think you do. And I love how she sings it. Yeah. She just owns it, and I was enjoyed her feminine power as she was singing this song it's good i really liked it so there's there's quite a like that's sort of the theme of this song is like it's there's things that they don't like but it's all right so it's like it's all right the way that you live and it's all right to kill and it's all right to steal so long as you're willing to pay your part of the deal so sort of it's just yeah these this ties back into that thing of like it's these are the things we don't like but we're gonna have to get over it because of, mm. you know we'll move on and we've spoken about Endeavour. Endeavour. So now we go into the Battle of Hampton Roads. Two grain ships will pull back to their ports, depleted of everything that she claims and reports. And in the morning, the shells will wash up. On the shore and the mighty of earth will have no other recourse but to shiver and shake and make shit in their shorts because we have been told that if you've been ashore there's a way to live the values your forefathers gave you prepare to be If I could, I would just read you the entire set of lyrics from this entire song verbatim. I love it all so much. Like <laughs> okay. right from the start. So this is the epilogue of this the is Civil this. War. I, yeah. Well this is the this is the climax. This the is the climax. big this is the big finale. Yeah. Yes. So a big fourteen minute finale. Wow. Yeah. On the um, backdrop of the ones that have got over the line yeah. for flawless, you decided to go with us. Decided to go with it. No fear. Fearless. No rip, fear. the, rip the band-aid rip off. Rip the band-aid off. Rip the band-aid off. Let him, let him do the go. lyrics. What Come are on. your thoughts on 
This one, George. Yeah. On this what, one. Give us a f- the I Battle of Hampton Roads. I had PTSD from my Scottish childhood because yes. bagpipes. Bagpipes kick in at the end. <laughs> bagpipes. Why did they have bag? Why did they do that to me? If I had to guess, it's probably an ACDC reference because they they probably love ACDC stuff. Who doesn't? And also, that would have been an instrument they would have had as a marching instrument in the Civil War sort of thing. Maybe. Is that the wrong country? Probably. Maybe it's like a. Yeah, Maybe they just saw some bagpipes and went, fuck it. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. We've yeah, had exactly. everything else. Yeah. Like we've got the, the horns, the piano, the harp. We've got all sorts. Harmonica. Yeah. has been in there. Let's album. do it. Why not? Let's have some sure. bagpipes. So yeah. Uh, but go on. Let's go so into... So there are giant chunks of lyrics on this song that basically Give us a sum couple. up the entire album. So Give us a couple. The things I used to love, I've come to reject. The things I used to hate, I've learned to accept. So... The things like that second line is like not not the things I used to hate I've come to love or anything but it's like oh, okay I'm over it I can't I don't have the energy in me to fight anymore these are the things I used to hate now I'm over it well it's interesting because we were talking about what's the opposite of love yeah earlier today in the, the motor vehicle on the way in and it's not hate opposite of love is indifference mm. and maybe it's indifference with a bit of acceptance yeah stickles um is there a human alive and look themselves in the face without winking or saying what they mean without drinking? Who will believe in something without thinking what if someone doesn't approve? Is there a soul on this earth that isn't too frightened to move? Like that gets me every time. Like just that's that idea of like... Does it, it hit you in the feels? It hits me in the feels every single time. It's, Where's the feels exactly? It's all through here. Right, and in the, the head as well. That's it's the everywhere. Core of the the body, feel, by does the it way. stop uh, there? No, it's everywhere. It's just holistic being. Yeah. Holistic feels. Is it aura? Does it include? Does the feels include an aura? <laughs> an could do. Do you have a mandala? Exos. <laughs> are, are we crossing many references? Uh, wow. Cultural boundaries. Um, so he's in the feels. This is really cute. Look at him. Yeah. Mm. He's got um, more. And so one more. We'll just do one more because we're running out of time. I think the wrong people got a hold of your brain when it was nothing but a piece of putty. So the, the idea that... And before I looked up what the Battle of Hampton Roads actually was, I always assumed this was a song about kids going to college. Because it talks about a dude, talks about women on college being raped, but also talks mm. about um, dudes running around grabbing their balls. He's just 18 for now, but he's going to murder us all. So that's that, that idea of like people in privileged colleges growing up to be politicians and... Like if you could if you could stop them when they were eighteen and try and get their worldview to be a little bit better, great. But somebody grabbed that brain and turned it into a manipulated it. Yeah, you, everything's going to come to you easy, and you earned that. You've you've earned that right to tell other people what to do, and you know the politicians in charge of us are going to one day bomb us all off the face of the planet. And that's they've come through at that point where it's yeah. Someone if someone else, someone good had gotten hold of their brains in that earlier phase, it would have been a completely different world. But that's not what happened. Happy lyrics, huh? Yeah. Cheerful epilogue. Mm. Yeah. Chipper. Chipper. Uplifting. Yes, I know, but it was it was a big it was a big to do. Like mm. the the it was like all pomp and circumstance for the end. But then we had two minutes of white noise. Yeah, we did. But Why there's did they the, do that? I don't know. Because when I listen to an album on repeat and Queens of Stone Age do this as well, where they'll put just random yeah. noises on at the end of a track and I'm like, Why would you do that? Not that my actual own bands can get away. We we did the same, but it's just like, why do you do that? Why do you why do you do that when I'm a, I want to listen to a song on repeat, or like or an mm. album on repeat? I'm like, I want to hear like the full 
and bust and beauty of the whole thing because there's so much in this it's awesome it's like a really bloody good record so yeah it was just yeah i really enjoyed listening to it cool just didn't like the two minutes on the end the two minutes well it was it was and also in during richard second yeah there was it was the white noise bits i'm like stop it now i didn't like it that yeah richard into a pot in which to piss that i didn't like that either it just and then it goes in quite nasty mm. but the you. songs are good and then it, and then but yeah anyway because mm. the songs are really beautiful but then they oh. have those funny little interludes and like I'm sure there's purpose like but I don't know what it is mm. and that's going to bother me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what will bother you okay yeah. yeah no I'm fine with the misery sure oh, look, I mean, <laughs> you'll always be a loser the enemies everywhere those things you're fine with the, the, uh, the, the yeah. white noise you've got a problem with yeah pretty much you hate yourself it isn't enough done no. yeah that's pretty much but I'm fine with all of that but why did they choose to put the white noise in? Sure. Is wow. that, does it symbolize something? Can you ask them, Liam? I'll try and find out. Because I think the start of the white noise, there's still a little bit, because there's a couple of points. Might even be in, not that one, but one of the other ones where there's a bit of white noise at the end, but it's not, I might be, I think it's um, Two Old Friends and You. There's a bit of white noise on the end, but if you listen to it very carefully, you can, they're still singing in the background of it mm -hmm. and they're still playing around with their vocals and stuff. So it yeah, might be something true. that's, I think it's, yeah, it might be something that, seems simpler than it really is or it could just be that they just wanted to they had a big epic record and they thought just to drone it out sure. at the end would be the way to go huh. so everyone has a everyone has a choice yeah i like mm. it um so yeah so that's the album for me this uh, i think you guys have seen how excited i am about the album yes. and how so much cute. i love it and it's like i said it's not even something i think it actually amazes me that it's not something that's actually attached to a memory or anything like it's literally just an album that i've stumbled across fallen in love with there are guys that I talk to online and people that I know from my Fast Alada days that, like, I don't normally listen to this sort of stuff. So they're like, why do you like Titus Andronicus when you don't like it? I was like, I don't know. It's just this one album and this one band. I mean, I like their other albums as well. But this, 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 this that exact one in right particular. I needed, you, so. Do you play with Stranger Danger when you're talking online with these I was men? wondering that. No, no. They're people that I've known for, like, 10 years. I've online for 10 years? Online or? For 10 no, I've met them before. In person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm just concerned. And I've seen We're just them checking all your safe. We want to make sure we yeah, want yeah. to check internet safety. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Grant, up, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up or thumbs down. I didn't like that fade, as yeah. I've mentioned. I liked the Battle of Hampton Roads. Cool. I thought it was actually cool. I didn't have a problem with it then. Yeah. white noise then or the fade then I thought it sounded a lot like Mrs. Potter's lullaby which is a Counting Crows the Counting Crows reference, right. reference. I, don't I don't know that one so so um, <laughs> he looked at me uh, yeah. <laughs> you saw yeah well we share a history there don't we and I'm going to say thumbs up yay I really enjoyed it cool and um, was surprised that, that I, I would despite the, the lyrics aren't necessarily all that that um, I think are positive and empowering. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a great album. I genuinely thought, you know, I'd never heard of them. Um, mm. And would I listen to it again? For sure. I think it's a great album. So thank you. Um, it gets a thumbs up from me despite a couple of, <laughs> just a fade and it's not enough for me to not say that that's flawless because cool. it comes nicely into the next song. If, yeah. it, if it had just gone to nowhere, I probably would in, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have said yes, but I think it's, it's a good album. Cool. Thank you. George? I think it's a very good album. And I'd never heard it before, so I was quite annoyed that you knew it and I didn't. <laughs> so I was a bit like, all right, be cool, that's fine. Um, there's 
some beautiful songs that I really enjoyed and I've added it to my saved list on my internet music provider of choice um, so it's like just you, can, say you can say Spotify yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're not the ABC <laughs> <laughs> I put it on my Spotify if as they want to give us album. money they can but they don't have to in order for us to say they that they don't have any don't yeah. <laughs> um, so they've uh, I saved it onto an, uh, the album but what I'll, I'm going to do is there's certain bits that I'm probably going to remove Mm-hmm. which for me makes means it can't be flawless just because there were certain things that I really, really wish they'd done which was take the two eight or nine minute songs or a couple of the eight, nine minute songs and just split them into the two songs that they deserve to be. Okay. Like if they'd have done that and, and just had like a 12 track album mm-hmm. uh, without the fade, without the fades and stuff because the white noises that it irritated me and I don't know why it, just, it got me all irked you it irked me um, so yeah because the, otherwise there's so much there musically and there's so much there voc- like vocally uh, lyrically sorry with um, all of the different tracks and I really enjoyed how utterly depressing um, <laughs> you could, the lyrics were and it was so much of it must have been written in winter like it just yeah. it was just like there was Christmassy almost bits in it um, but it couldn't be just because I know so much music in that genre. It it couldn't be a flawless record for me. I'm really oh, sorry. Man. That's okay. Can't can't. Damn it! Oh. I thought you got one over the line. Yeah, man. almost came close. Jeez. Jeez. so close. <laughs> hey? So just have a word with oh. them. Yeah. And tell them to do a reissue. No, well you can't. Yeah, you can't call something flawless if it's not. So that's yeah, I know, and I felt really bad because uh, I, but I will get over it. Yeah. So, it's okay. Is it? So will I. Yeah. Maybe he day. didn't like counting crows, so you know. You know, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a horrible it game is, that we're playing <laughs> now. <Yeah. laughs> we're gonna maybe have to keep to guests. Every yeah. time, just cause we're on our best behaviour. <laughs> we've got Play guests nice. around. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we have social media: Facebook, Twitter, and Link and LinkedIn. I say that every time. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Should we are flawless AMP. We should get a LinkedIn. That's why we're getting all, we get all our sig- listeners. It's on my email signature mm. <laughs> that I'm the co-host of Flawless AMP. Oh, really? Yeah. Well done. Uh, so, yes, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we are flawless AMP on all of those. And as we mentioned earlier, we are also on patreon.com slash flawless AMP if you'd like to back us there. Uh, every little bit you do helps, so everything helps us to find more music lovers just like you. Other than that, uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>